And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Fire, once again, fire. And if I might paraphrase one of the great sayings of history by somebody or other, fire, like government, is a useful servant, but a horrifying master. Hmm. Don't think I've ever heard that. Hmm. When you are the master of fire, it's incredibly useful. Fire is the most important thing uh, mankind uh, had going for it. From the beginning. Mm-hmm. And yet, yet it can turn on you quite easily. When it becomes the boss, God yeah. help you. Yeah. And it's hardly ever been the boss like it is in the western United States right now. It's amazing. Anyway. You know, I just cut off my mic to cough, um, which is, you know, it's a thing in radio. You got a cough button. You can just. I believe press. in coughing on the air. I like the reality of it. Well, I'm not I'm, trying to hide anything from people. I'm a human just like you. I cough, I bleed, I cry, I laugh. Wow, that's beautiful. Um, I'm just thinking, I, I'm wondering whether, you know, these days it, 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 it makes sense because everybody's coughing and right, choking and get their, uh, their watery eyes and the rest of it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> See, there you go. He's a human just like you. <laughs> Flesh and bone. <laughs> Phlegm and bone. <laughs> Uh, you know what we're going to do today? Study the world! Study the world! Alrighty, let us study the world. Please. <laughs> study the world? You know, I'm, I'm walking up to the building, and Marshall was just coming out of the front door. He's looking for the newspapers that they throw there, like, on the sidewalk. And Marshall's, uh, I'm still, like, in the parking lot. I'm 50 yards away. And I see Marshall out there, and all I could think was, study the sidewalk. Study it. <laughs> study it. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, we'll introduce everybody on the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. Hey, uh, speaking of Marshall, um, uh, he likes to tell stories about fecal matter, unfortunately. I mean, oh. it, you know, a lot of those stories, they involve 
things yeah. being dirty and your stuff like that. Stories from the world of science, your, Michael. Yes, your phone, right. your phone, the handle on the shopping cart, your computer keyboard. Yeah, from science. Yeah, they always, always have fecal matter. Yes. So, what do you think about this? I've been working on a, a sound effect for Marshall's, or when he describes this type of story, uh, sort oh of an nice. intro. So sure, here we this, go. This will be gratifying. No, it's just a short one. Okay. I, just, I just need an opinion. It's fecal matter with Marshall. This is sick enough. <laughs> I like it. It's pretty good. Nice. Winner. Okay, cool. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's showbiz. Uh, there is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I don't know if it was officially mentioned in Eminem's uh, kind of three, just under three minute kind of anti-Trump uh, freestyle screed that he did at the BET Awards. But I'm taking that as him officially throwing his hat in to run against Kid Rock for Senate. Oh, boy. We're going to have an Eminem versus Kid Rock for Senate debate. I might move to Detroit just so I can go to the, go to the debates. It, it'll be more like eight mile than a presidential debate. Just flip a coin, see who goes first, and then just start making fun of each other. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. They're friends from way back, aren't they, or used to be? They're both from Detroit. They have done songs together. Uh-huh. I don't know if the friendship is as much as kind of the, the media machine around them would like us to believe. Gotcha, gotcha. They ran in the same circles when they were young men, but uh, gotcha. Yeah, that would be something politically. And yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. Because oh. we are moving toward the era where you have to be famous. There have not yet been any M&M for Senate t-shirt sites up yet, <laughs> but when they are, I will be buying at least two. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I got to tell you, I had the weirdest dream last night. Could have been uh, smoke-induced. I dreamt I was playing golf with Donald Trump. And I kept getting one hole in one after the other. And oh, Trump, like Kim Jong Il, and Trump was calling me a great, truly great golfer, one of the greatest golfers in the world. That I can tell you, doing very well because, of course, I was playing golf with him, the president, and because, of course, I had a truly great caddy. And I looked over. And my caddy was Ivanka. Oh! And then I woke up coughing. <laughs> but I don't. I don't really remember my dreams all that often. Yeah, but this I, was vivid. I, I don't have dreams when I have them, and they're not very good. But yeah, that's a, you, you get a dream where you're playing golf with the president and Ivanka. That's awesome. Yeah, that means you're struggling with control in your life, and you maybe try to find uh, issues where you can grab some sort of stability. Wow, that's really interesting. Deep, very deep. <laughs> uh, I'm just, so Weinstein. Uh, his old lady left him yep. yesterday, huh? Yep. She heard the audio tape Ow. and thought that okay you are a pig so he was apparently telling her it's the media i don't know who it is out to get me my evil brother and uh, she heard the audio and okay i'm leaving with the kids wow five kids oh. i'm leaving with the kids well she's a 24 four year younger model yeah but um yeah so she's leaving with the kids and if you haven't heard the whole audio tape we're gonna play it a little bit later this morning we played it right before 10 o'clock when it came out yesterday it's a two-minute tape the uh, the woman in question wore a wire for NYPD, and it's something to hear Harvey uh, doing his thing. Right, right. Um, so we'll play that a little bit later. It, it, it's amazing. It, it's probably worth mentioning. You've you've probably heard ten seconds of it. I have heard roughly ten seconds of it multiple times through various media outlets. And then because the 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 the, the lemmings of the media are so lacking in imagination. I mean, journalism is so terrible these days. They don't realize, listen, more of the tape is more perspective, more interesting. But instead, because their their newsroom guidelines are, let's try to keep the clips uh, tight, uh, 8 to 11 seconds is the guideline. And then they cut it off, then they go back to their simpleton prattling. In other news, Starbucks pumpkin frappuccino is out. Right, right exactly. <laughs> when, when they've got this unbelievable 
piece of information, real life information, human drama, uh, human drama of a powerful, powerful man, more or less writing a textbook on physically and psychologically dominating a smaller woman in an attempt to sexually assault her. I mean, it's just incredibly revealing and troubling, but now because their guidelines say, you know, let's try to keep a thing. You, you, you hear eight, nine seconds of it. We'll play the whole this thing in about uh, 704 if you can stick around for that or tune in at that time or whatever. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is a Wednesday, October 11th, year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. The 2012 nominees for Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role are Sally Field in Lincoln, Anne Hathaway in Les Miserables, Jackie Weaver in Silver Linings Playbook, Helen Hunt in The Sessions, and Amy Adams in The Master. Congratulations, you five ladies no longer have to pretend to be attracted to Harvey Weinstein. Wow. That's from what year? 2012 nominations. The great Seth MacFarlane. Made a joke about Harvey in 2012. Yep. and, uh, And everybody got it. Yep, everybody knew what he was talking about. And also, uh, 30 Rock, from which aired from 2006 to 2012, around that same time. I don't know when these episodes aired, but here's two separate jokes from 30 Rock about the same thing. Oh, please. I'm not afraid of anyone in show business. I turned down intercourse with Harvey Weinstein on no less than three occasions. Out of five. I know how former five. lovers can have a hold over you long after they're gone. In some ways, I'm still pinned under a passed out Harvey Weinstein, and it's Thanksgiving. Wow. <laughs> and nobody knew. You see, nobody knew. The Clintons didn't know. The Obamas didn't know. None of the. Uh, Matt right. Damon didn't know. None of these people knew. All the people who thanked him at the Oscars had no idea. Just the writers on 30 Rock all got together and thought, enough people are aware of it. This is a perfectly good, just general joke. Well, wow, Seth MacFarlane, who makes a cartoon with a talking dog. He knew. Good stuff, Sean. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, we got more on the meeting that prompted Secretary of State Tillerson to reportedly call President Trump an effing moron. And, <laughs> oh, hey, careful now. And the growing case against Harvey Weinstein. More A-listers speaking out. Stories coming up 635. Armstrong and Giddy. I'm going to shoot down the breaking NBC story of the day. I'm on Trump's side on this one. Mm. I don't like the way it's uh, being portrayed. Interesting. How does mailbag look? It is outstanding. I turned down Harvey Weinstein three times out of five occasions. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that was a funny show. And yes, yes, it was. <laughs> Mailbag next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Just saw a, a gruesome, horrifying, awful, sad story out of the fires that yeah. you, know, you don't get up wanting to hear that, I assume. So. No, no. Uh, I had a buddy who uh, just was communicating with yesterday who has uh, a couple of toddlers and a big old dog. And um, he was saying, you know, it's it's over there, it's over there, it's over there, and everything seems to be fine here. And Got a news alert, I think it was 1025 last night from one of the major newspapers that his town was told, pack up and get ready. So it's just moving swiftly and wildly and unpredictably. Another windy day today in California, so look out. <clears throat> <clears throat> My gosh, it's smoky. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and again, we're on the, all the American West, the voice of the West, according to some. And I'm looking all the way up the West Coast to Canada, and there's just fires everywhere. Giant fire out east of uh, Portland. 
It was smoky instance. enough at my house. I uh, I decided <clears throat> that we ought to go inside. Yeah, yeah. It's Jumping nice. on the trampoline with actual ash falling oh, down on us. That's not actual good. Actual ash. That's not good. You know it's good. Mailbag. Oh yeah. The subject is Texas. Armstrong and Getty. You're airing in California. Well, she informs us we're a morning drive radio show. You know, we'd caught on to that, Glenda, but thank you. Uh, Airing in California, Utah, New Mexico, Oregon, Arizona, Washington State. What about Texas? Would love to get you on the radio instead of always needing my device. Can I help you branch out in the South? Southern types will love you guys. You're funny, smart, and mostly manly. It's Glenda deep in the heart of Texas. What's mostly manly mean? Well, as a left-handed compliment, and manly. She wrote and manly. I really wanted to emphasize the manly part. That was my. You know what? I I ought to stay the hell out of the way. So you didn't mean partially manly. (laughs) No, she meant manly. Okay, I meant most most importantly. That would have been a better way to put it. Thank you for the note. Yeah, we already we ought to have a national show. You know why we don't? You want to know? Racism. Racism. No. No. It's because Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, and Glenn Beck have taken up something like 1,500 slots on radio stations around the country. And until one of them gets... I don't gets, know what the number is, but until, it's huge. Until one of them gets hit by a bus, possibly me with me in a driver's cap, uh, there's no opening for us. <laughs> well, right, yeah. I've been DMing Rush for a long time, trying to bait him into a fist fight. Hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't bit yet. <clears throat> wow, nice. Uh, let's see, on the topic of estrogen, let's test our men. I'm one who believes men are becoming more and more less manly. Um, speaking of manliness, we were discussing this yesterday. I was just asking, are all the transgender or, like, really effeminate guys or the gay guys and everybody, was just everybody in the closet 25, 30 years ago? I realize a lot of people were, but, or is or has there been a change? Has something changed? Probably scientifically, not just culturally, but... No, yeah, scientifically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you mean biologically. Right. Is it hormones? Is it all the estrogen in the water, which has been pretty well established? Is women flush birth control pills down the toilet is or whatever? A, is it adapting to a less manual labor-intensive uh, reality? It's a little quick to actually be uh, evolving. Well, remember those studies of grip strength that we've heard a couple of times? Grip mm-hmm. strength is way down, which is one of the best ways to measure just overall strength. And, what and do you vitality. think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. That's what I'm saying. I just, I don't know. The average dude does not have the grip strength his dad did, and his dad doesn't have the grip <clears throat> strength his, gra- his dad did. Two-thirds of the frogs down in Houston are bisexual. Mm, that's a lot of bisexual frogs hopping around. Uh, Be anyway. honorable! Crush the snakes under your feet. Get behind me, Satan. See, okay. I think we've started to stray a little, Alex. Yeah, I think we're off the topic. I think we've lost the thread. Almost every guinea pig is horribly deformed with their <laughs> testicles on top of their heads. <laughs> All, right. All right. The great Alex Jones. Oh, my God. He, he is something. Oh, that's uh, funny. Let's see. Uh, I blame the feminists from the 70s in part, and I was one of them. The other part may indeed be hormonal. I've looked for data on this, and it's not there. We need to reverse this if levels are found to be too high. Look at Sweden, where women are pleading the ver- the, that the very same men they have feminized to come to their defense against the more manly immigrants. Study the world. Wow, so they're, they're, they're noodle-armed, effeminate little poet men can't stand up for them anymore. Mm, revealing. Moving along. <clears throat> uh, Geezer in Modesto, uh, formerly known as Vern in Modesto, writes on the topic of Senator Feinstein. 
or in the it should be Feinstein if you're Harvey Weinstein or Feinstein. Do you just decide as a family whether to go with Stein yeah. or Stein? Yeah, I mean the correct German pronunciation would be Feinstein or Weinstein. Um, why you'd go with Stein instead of Stein? I don't know. I'm not a Democrat, but you guys should hear yourselves ridiculing Feinstein's decision to run again with your ageist comments. How would it be if when Obama decided to run, you said things like, oh, man, I can just see it. I don't even know if I can say these things. The White House lawn being plowed up for a watermelon patch. Okay. Oh, so you're sheer comparing race with age. There is no race that is unqualified to be president. There is an age at which you probably shouldn't be president. Is I it think possible? we all agree on that. Is it possible a nonagenarian could be sharp enough to be sure. the president? Yes. Is it likely? No. 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 It's extremely unlikely. But those are That's apples and steaks comparison. Race and age. Come on now. I'm sure you yourselves could compile a list of 90-year-olds of your own acquaintance that are active and not senile. Yeah, but no, not I up can't. to run in the country. I cannot. No, I, I know a couple of 90-year-olds that are, are, are great, a, a couple by two. And one I haven't talked to in a while. He may not be with us anymore. Mm. But he wasn't a nice guy. Most of the time knew me. Mm. Not senator material? you got to be sharp or should be sharp to be a U.S. senator. It might be interesting to query the Wikipedia database using less than 1927 as a year of birth. You might be humiliated. Uh, you should repent. I have no idea what you're talking about. I think Bernie. I'm. I think I'm on the right side of history on this. I think most people would agree that we don't need 90 year olds running the country. Uh, I would agree, obviously. All right, now scandal, scandal, my friends. Joe, well, he uses the proper spelling, G E A U X, which I appreciate. And Simple Jack, after hearing the S bomb slip Jack's simple lips on Monday the ninth, Sean, hold on now, we'll get to it. Gives the time stamp, exactly. I dropped an S-bomb? Yeah, during the podcast uh, segment labeled Jack Armstrong, Bee Farmer. (laughs) I giddily awaited to hear the thrashing he would take during mailbag the next day, especially after the beating poor Joe took, after inventing a new conjunction for she and it last week. That one we can hear, Sean. If somebody else is not paying for it, I'm not going to do it. Oh, wait, that's wrong. This one. Working class people in their lives? I mean, she. I don't know. I don't think she she has a chance. She it. I tell you, she it. I I started to say she, then I decided to say it. (laughs) The more I hear it, the more clear it becomes an S-bomb. Oh, boy. No, I would never do that. (laughs) You've got a filthy mouth. (laughs) No, I don't. You guys have filthy brains. (laughs) Oh, that's it. do. So he brings it to our attention. Um... K B T S B P N T N. Keep blowing through S bombs, pretending not to notice your friend Dave. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's hear Jack's uh, obscenity. Or, or, if somebody else is not well, paying right. for it, I'm not going to do it. I'll just go ahead and have a kid. I'll just have a radically oh, different life. Oh, oh, wow. How would that help the situation? I'll Play just, it again. This is shocking. Or, or, if somebody else is not well, paying right. for it, I'm not going to do it. I'll just go ahead and have a kid. I'll just have a radically different life. Wow. Wow. What were we talking about? I'm trying and to figure suddenly out what that was. You're British. You're not going to take a, you're going to have a S. <laughs> so, well, do you know what uh, we're talking about? It was about? the birth control, Trump birth control workplace. Okay, I, that's what thing. I thought. I say kid. Yeah, that's what I'm say, saying. Yeah, I've, I have zapruded this. I have, I have slowed it down, extended it out. <laughs> if you do that, you can. <laughs> there's clearly a kid, and it sounds like a mic muffling or like somebody else exhaling, <laughs> which gives it kind of that 
or the shh at the start okay. of it. But. Yeah, or Jack is swearing like a sailor. Play it again. If somebody else is not well, paying right. for it, I'm not going to do it. I'll just go ahead and have a kid. I'll just have a oh, radically different no. life. Oh, my God. Well, I, I'm sorry, folks. I am so sorry you had to hear that. That was me playing the role of what women are going to do when employers don't provide birth control for free. I'll just right. go ahead and have a kid. I guess have nine or ten. I, there's no other way to stop it. Sure, sure. Well, again, I apologize. Here's a nice note from Nick on the topic of the new Star Wars movie that all you suckers are so excited about. I happen to know uh, from a trip to the Disney store about a month ago that Porg toys, the Porg is the new cute creature in Star Wars that happens to be just perfect for stuffed animals and other toys. So Spielberg's an artist. Lucas? Lucas is an artist. Is he... Is he... Is he... Does... Lucas has nothing to do with this film. He sold the rights to Disney. It's okay. a, it's its own thing now. He's just okay. retired a billionaire. It just, it's just surprising to me that artists would want to get on board with, I have to, the, the movie company's telling me I have to have a character that's cute and would be a good toy for three-year-olds. Right. I have to write that into the script. Right. Well, that's listen. a weird they, way to make art. As an artist, as you carefully examine your toast, you can see which side it's buttered on. And by the way, I, say. I did reveal I know nothing about the Star Wars franchise, which is true. I have not seen them. I don't know anything about it. You are no American. S-bomb dropping Ferner. But I just wondered at what point, as an artist, when you're writing a script, does somebody come to you and say, you got to come up with a furry little character that we can have on the shelves by Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, Nick is at the Disney store a month ago. Porg toys and a sleuth of, I think you mean slew. A slew of toys related to the upcoming film already on the shelves. I've noticed every release of a new Star Wars movie since episode one does this sort of thing. Not sure why. To get the hit kids hyped? Not sure why. To freaking make money, Nick. Capitalism, what, man. What, are you from Mars? I'm just kind of surprised, though, about the selling of a product be- months before a movie even comes out. Is that for three-year-olds who are watching the online trailers? I think that's for the lunatic fringe fans who, like, like if someone my age was actually doing the right thing and was settling down and having kids in a family, <laughs> right? Like, that would be for me to so I can gotcha. go get my thing and Snapchat uh-huh. my kid with a porg or dress up my kid as a porg, that sort of thing. Gotcha. Right, and I think it is people who saw the trailer and they get a little excited. Then you want the stuff in stores and ready to be sold the minute any sort of craze hits. Yeah. If my kids had seen that on the shelf in Target, they'd have thought, what the hell is that? I mean, because the... Sub-standard IQ'd, large-breasted, and/or shiny-toothed newspeople of America will soon be latching on to the new Star Wars movie and talking about and a new character. The Porg is getting a lot of attention, especially your ABC Disney-owned affiliates. Oh yes, exactly. Good yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, Marshall's news is next, and we got a, a live report on the horrifying fires that are still doing their thing, and then we're going to play the entire long version. Of the NYPD wired girl being accosted by Harvey Weinstein. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Too much going on. News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, the Cali wildfires still rage and 17 people killed by the fires in Northern California. A lot of worries about the winds kicking up again today. The fire in Southern California in Orange County now about 40% contained. 5,000 families evacuated. We're going to have a complete fire update coming up at 647 after the news. 
All right, taking a look at, oh, some more background about that meeting that prompted Secretary of State Rex Tillerson to reportedly call the president an effing moron. Apparently, security officials say President Trump wanted to see a tenfold increase in the U.S. nuclear weapons stockpile after attending a July meeting with top advisors. NBC News reporting this morning that the president's comment came after he was shown a chart depicting how the arsenal has decreased from its peak in the 1960s. National political reporter Carol Lee has details. People who were in the room had told us that, you know, it wasn't just that. It was as they went around the globe, the president looked at everything and said, I want more of that. I want we have more troops there. Why don't we have more, you know, military equipment here? And, and so they were just had this two hour long meeting that at times got tense. The officials there, including Tillerson, explained that doing this would violate several treaties, likely set off an arms race, and that the U.S. is currently stronger militarily than it was at peak nuclear capability. Then... That meeting breaks up, some officials lingered, and the Secretary of State was overheard calling him a moron. Now, the moron thing aside, we dealt with that last week. And I don't have time for my full political rant on this because we have other news to get to, so I'll do that later. But I don't like the way this is being portrayed. Donald Trump getting a bunch of experts in a room and saying, why can't we do this? Why can't we do that? What are you supposed to do when you become president as a businessman? See, I don't want to lay the groundwork so that no businessman can ever run again. Nobody but a professional politician can run again. Right. Um, To me, it's the same thing as if you had a general elected president who knows all this stuff about the military, but gets a bunch of people on the economy and says, why can't we just tax the rich to to solve this? And then news reports are, he asked, why can't we tax the rich? So incredibly uninformed on tax policy as a general. Right. Uh, Trump, a businessman, doesn't know. We have treaties for this. We have this for that. This is why we can't do this. This is why we've done this in the past. This is why we've reduced arms. Russia has He's asking the questions and getting the answers. I don't see this as a big deal at all. This is what you want him to do. You want him to ask questions of experts and get answers. Right, right. I, I, don't, I just don't see it as a big deal. Heading off to rehab, Harvey Weinstein reportedly on oh, his God. way. There you go. Yep. A little rehab. <laughs> well, told- oh, yeah. I take full responsibility. I'm going to seek treatment. I'm going to become a Buddhist. Uh, yeah, rehab. He even said that when I get well, I'm hoping I can get back together with my wife. When you get well. Right. You're 65 years old. <laughs> You've been raping women, allegedly, for 30 years, or at least feeling them up. When I get well, I didn't. I didn't know. Who knew? Oh, I had a disease. Oh, pity me. Meanwhile, A-listers Gwyneth Paltrow and Angelina Jolie joining the rising chorus of women sharing their stories on the record about Harvey Weinstein. Paltrow recalling being invited to his hotel room when she was 22. She said she was horrified when he suggested exchanging massages. I was a kid. She says I was petrified. Paltrow declined his suggestion and said her then-boyfriend Brad Pitt confronted Weinstein after she told him what happened. Now, according Brad to, Pitt, yes. all 120 pounds of him at the time, went and uh, confronted Harvey Weinstein, Accor- apparently. According to People Magazine, a source told the mag, Brad threatened Harvey, he got right in his face, poked him in his chest, and said, you will not ever do this to Gwyneth ever again. If he did, Pitt said he would give him a Missouri whooping. You've seen Brad Pitt in Fight Club and Snatch. I would not mess with Brad Pitt. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I made that joke. That's aside. I don't care if he's 104 pounds. Uh, I'm amazed that that hasn't happened more often. I'd be that mad. But here's what I don't get. Okay, you're going to say the 22-year-olds, they should have walked out. They didn't. The 22-year-old, blah, 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 all that. How about once you're a 40-year-old 
and you're already wealthy and established in Hollywood as an Angelina Jolie or a Gwyneth Paltrow, why until the, the story comes out and it's perfectly safe do you come out and say this stuff? How come you never at the podium when you were lecturing me about gun control or adoptions or whatever the oh, hell it women's was? Rights, or women's rights. Sake. How come Angelina Jolie never came forward and said, look, I need to tell you about Harvey Weinstein. This is what he's like. This is what Hollywood's like. You come out after the fact, and it's just amazing level of cowardice, in my opinion. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. You get no credit for coming out now that the whole world is turned on the powerful man. Clearly. And you were already rich and established. Your career was fine. That, that's so weak. So incredibly weak. And it's finish this discussion since we got to move on to other things. We were discussing this late in the show yesterday. It is absolutely widely known and, and undeniable that child casting, child stars at all, is just a hotbed of pedophilia in, Was- in, in, in Washington, in Hollywood. Pedophilia is rampant in Hollywood. We got a note from a listener whose male son, adult male son, stopped doing auditions because he was constantly told, you got to give it up, pretty boy, if you're going to get this part. Rapeywood. Hooray for Rapeywood. Tell us what we ought to believe and how to live our lives, Rapeywood. Oh, we, we so need your counsel. And if you haven't heard the whole Harvey Weinstein tape, it's about two minutes long. We're going to play it at 7.04. It's something. Joe's new term, Rapeywood, I think is going to catch on. Well, it should. We'll get the lowdown on all the fires coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Getting people back in their homes soon is important to us as well. But the most important thing is keeping them safe. I, I've got our, our, our babysitter, friends and family that have lost everything. Just it all gone. And they, got, and they were the, those people that got the call late at night. They weren't expecting a fire. It was one of those deals where the fire's out there. We want to keep an eye on it. You went to bed with no inkling of fire in your life. Right. And then all of a sudden you get a call. I don't even know how that happens. Is there a way for... Multiple systems are being used, including banging on doors. Yeah. But anyway, they they get woken up in the middle of the night. You got to go now. Right. They just get in their car and drive off thinking, well, we'll come back when it's, you know, they get the fire out or later tonight or whatever. No, everything's gone. It's amazing. Brett Burkhart joins us once again this morning to update us on the many fires burning around Northern California. They're making progress, actually, in the uh, Orange County uh, situation, thank God. But it's it's just the entirety of Northern California seems to be on fire. Brett, uh, what's the latest? Well, the encouraging sign, guys, uh, comes in the form of fresh air around the Bay Area, with the exception of the North Bay. But that is a false sense of security far away from the fire line where... There are three new urgent evacuations this morning, one near Glen Ellen, one near Calistoga, and one in Solano County, all uh, wine country. It comes with another ominous forecast that contains gusty winds by this afternoon, so hopefully crews can get at least some progress on the firefight before the winds uh, pick up around 5 this afternoon. Is the wind the key factor here and why this is is worse than things we've had in, in recent years or recent decades? Absolutely. It was the reason why that was pretty much considered a firestorm. The quote that keeps uh, haunting me is from a firefighter who called it a once in a lifetime fire event on Monday. And that was when there was no amount of firefighting apparatus that could protect homes and businesses from the fire that just raced through downtown Santa Rosa. I heard one reporter describe it as a hurricane, trying to fight a hurricane with a, a garden hose. 
And there were some uh, people and neighbors upset during a community meeting last night. They applauded firefighters, of course, but they were upset that there weren't more firefighters when the fire raced through Santa Rosa unexpectedly. They had actually thought the threat was worse over in Napa County, so a lot of the resources were moved over there. But crews are saying today that... There's no amount of firefighters that could have prevented that from happening happening in Santa Rosa. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we all need to just accept the fact that sometimes Mother Nature is just bigger than anything mankind has come up with to stop her. Whether you're talking about those hurricanes or, or this fire. Sometimes it's just bigger than anything you can do, and you got to wait till it's over and do your best or, or wait and gets much smaller. Right, yeah, and my God, we can't be losing the uh, the firefighters either because it's just incredibly dangerous. I'm looking at the 14 or so fires. I've got a fire app here on my phone. The 14 or so fires that are uh, raging through quote-unquote wine country, and then there appear to be another, that's uh, 10, 11, 12, um, just east of that part of Northern California, on the other side of Sacramento, um, this is just astounding. And a windy day today. And Brett, am I correct? There's virtually zero chance of any rain anytime soon. Yeah, not, none in the forecast. Um, they, that toll is expected to rise. Right now, it is at 17. Uh, there are a lot of people on a missing persons uh, list. 240 people were uh, reported missing. 57 have been found safely. But we are hearing more stories about the effort to re- reunite loved ones. Um, there was a woman who is desperately looking for her mother. We've been hearing from her. Uh, she was on the phone with her mother who lives in a mobile home that was overcome by fire. And the 69-year-old cried out, I'm going to die before really? the phone went dead. Yeah. So now her daughter is just one of dozens of people going to Facebook. Uh, the Red Cross has also set up a site to tell loved ones that you're safe or to post the names of people who may be missing as well. Yeah, I saw the story. One of the... thing I do want to mention. Go ahead. Yeah, you, ta- you talked about you know not expecting the fire to come into your backyard. You, you go to bed at night not expecting it to, to, to have to evacuate within minutes. There is a fantastic uh, alert system that anybody can use in California. All you have to do is text your zip code to 888 and if there's an evacuation in your area, they'll let you know. Hmm. Interesting. So the biggest fire, how big? How many acres is it at this point, or how much is it burned, and how contained is it? What's the, what are, what's the percentage they're giving? The, the, the biggest is the Tubbs, and that's uh, at least 27,000 acres. We should be getting an update here within the next hour as far as uh, acreage. But now the uh, number of buildings and businesses destroyed is up to 2,000, and most of those are in the Santa Rosa area. That same fire, after burning through Santa Rosa, is now kind of backtracking and moving north back toward Calistoga, which has triggered that new evacuation in uh, Glen Ellen overnight. And also there are big concerns in the uh, in the Napa and Solano County areas. And are well. they still calling containment on that zero? Yeah, zero containment on both of those wow. fires. Um, wow, that's Those amazing. are the biggest concerns, yeah. And again, communication continues to be a huge problem. At last check, 77 cell towers have been destroyed by the fire. So you can imagine how frustrating that would be. To, if you're trying to look for a loved one or if you're an emergency first responder trying to, to, to communicate with your crew. Yeah, the, the idea of containing these fires is just still in the distance. They're just trying to save people's lives and get people out. Um, no, so, but 27,000-acre fire that's been going for two and a half days with zero containment. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is stunning. Brett Burkhart. Hey, uh, Brett, thanks a million. Yeah, no problem, guys. Take care. Yeah. Yeah, the super grim story I came across of a couple been married 75 years, and they're both gone now. Oh, yeah. Just All right. pretty rough. So, listen, uh, 
I'm squeezing my map a little bit. Look at that. That's the West Coast on my Fire app. Isn't that something? And and a lot of those are 20,000 plus. I mean, the, <clears throat> the fire I mentioned east of uh, Portland. Well, there are actually four of them. I mean, it's tens of thousands of acres as well. Well, and this wind. Good right. Lord. Um, so, if you haven't heard the entire two-minute Harvey Weinstein tape, NYPD had a, a, a woman wear a wire because they're they're trying to nab him as a sexual predator. Yeah, a serial sexual assaulter. And a two-minute tape came out. I'll bet you haven't heard it. We're going to play it here in just a couple minutes. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.